Hello again, and welcome to Tending the Vine. Um, my name's Camille, and I'm excited to be here again to share some more of the wisdom and resources that we have ex- access to here at Trellis Counselling. And I pray that this is going to be a blessing and a help for you. We left off our last episode talking about the question of how can I pray with you? How can I pray for you so that you move the conversation from the details of someone's experience and you bring God into the conversation and you move that focus from the horizontal to the vertical. And as we continue with the same theme today, In this episode, we're going to talk more about how we can grow in having wise, gospel-centered conversations, how we can grow in connecting someone's experience with Scripture, together with the promises of who our God is and what he has done for us and what he is going to be doing for us as well. So often when somebody is facing difficulty, when they have a mental illness or they've experienced trauma or they just have lots of distressing things going on, so often they can use that as an excuse for sinful behavior. They can sort of say, oh, it's because this happened to me then and then and then that's why I react this way or because of my anxiety or depression, I can't do that or I can't. Basically, they're saying because of these things, it's a reason for me to not be able to obey God's commands. And it becomes an excuse. And as we learn more about scripture, we learn to see that these are excuses that then our whatever's going on for us is is a barrier for our relationship with God and we don't fully understand how God is working in our situation or what he is doing and we then don't know what say James 1 means when we are called to count it all joy when we experience various trials because with that sort of mindset our trials are becoming a barrier to our relationship with God and a barrier to our relationship with other people. But the thing is, the reason that James is saying that and other parts of scripture are also reflecting similar themes is that they can be a barrier, but they're also those experiences and that pain and the burdens that we carry are are also a conduit for those relationships. They draw us closer to God. They they draw us closer to other people because it is through those experiences that we realize how much we need God and how much we need other people to be there for us, to support us, and just how much we need God to be busy in our lives for so many different things. For many of us as free reformed people, we grew up needing having to memorize the Heidelberg Catechism. And I think for most of us, the first Lord's Day that we had to memorize was Lord's Day 1, and it's probably the one that we all know the best and because we had to memorize it and we can quote that. But that is, what is my only comfort? 
my only comfort in life and death, and that is that I am not my own, but I belong to God, my faithful saviour. And I am not memorised, quoting that from memory very well. But that Lord's Day, regardless of how well we can quote it verbatim or not, that Lord's Day is is what it means to be a Christian. That that also brings us so much comfort. And when that when we understand what that comfort is, then it's also in those experiences of pain and burdens that we remember that we are not our, our own, that we do belong to God and that he is sovereign. Later on in the, the same Lord's Day, it says, not a hair will fall from my head without his his plan, without his will. And that's how much our God cares for us. And when we remember that in our pain and our suffering, it is an incredible comfort. It is so much assurance. It's the same belief and comfort that Charles Spurgeon had when he said, I have learnt to kiss the wave that throws me on the rock of ages. And he was someone who is known to experience was known to experience bouts of depression and incredible doubts about so many different things and, and some incredible darknesses. And he then through that darkness learnt that that was what was throwing him against God. It was drawing him closer to God. And it's really beautiful when we learn that that is what our burdens and our experiences and the trials that we face are doing they are drawing us close to God sometimes though it can be very hard to see that on our own it can be very hard to see God it can be very hard even to see other people because whatever we are experiencing is so immediate and it's so close and we we can't see anything but that and I think that is where the beauty of the church really shines. The beauty of community is really showing because when we can't see things, the people around us can because they're not right in the midst of things. They are there by our side. They are there weeping alongside of us. But they're not living it in the same way that we are and then when they are very godly and gracious and loving, compassionate people, they can help us to see who God is in our experience. They can help us to move that focus from what we are living in to God. They can ask the question, how can I pray for you? And help us to hold on to the promises of scripture. And we need others for that. We need their reminders. Um, and for those of us that are helping people through such darkness and such difficulty, um, there is a lot of wisdom in, in helping someone to do that. And it's not easy. Um, it's not simple. But it comes with us really understanding God's grace for our lives what he has done for us so that we can share that with others. And this is not any set structure or formula or set way of doing it. Um, 
It comes with just sitting by someone, listening to their story as we spoke about in our previous episode, really holding space for what's going on and then moving forward in showing them who God is relevant to their situation. And there is no set Bible text for set situations. It's not like you can pull out a little concordance or manual and say, well, okay, with this experience, I'm going to read from this passage because this passage tells them this and this and this. It's not like that. Um, it would be very nice if it was. It would be much, much easier if it was. But that's not how God created us. It's not how God gave us what God gave us the Bible for. Um, instead, it is learning more about that other person and learning to connect their experience to who God is. And I spoke about this a little bit earlier as well. Um, learning who God is for ourselves and knowing more and more about who he is and what he has done for you so that you can impart the same hope and comfort and assurance that you have and you've learnt from God in your life regardless of what you have lived and you can give them the same comfort and that same hope. Um, Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians and I'm going to read from the first bit of the chapter. I'm just going to open this here. Um, the first bit of the book, sorry. Chapter 1 from verse 3, which says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction, with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. And he continues... But those first few verses, Paul really is highlighting that the comfort that he receives from Christ and that he has received through Christ, he then shares that very same comfort with the Corinthians, with his readers. He is um, encouraging them in the same way that he is encouraged. And he continues to go and expound on that in the rest of the book of Corinthians, really showing how the comfort that he has had from Christ and that um, associating with Christ in his in Christ's sufferings for Paul is the same comfort that his readers have and that's the same for us as well. And when we learn that, it's not just that we learn this from Scripture and learn this from what Paul is saying or from what the writer to the Hebrews is saying either, but it's how then we can help and support someone else. We don't just sit there, removed from a situation and, and share comforts or encouragements to someone else, but we may not have lived the same situation, but we know who God is and we know his grace and we know his comfort. 
when we really know that, we really know what that means, we can then speak that into someone else's life. Um, This doesn't happen immediately and it really does take learning what is going on in someone else's life. But when you have those details and, and have held space, like we spoke about in our last episode, when you have held that space for someone else so that you can know what's going on, then you can enter into their experience and you can then connect their, the specifics of their experience with the specifics of scripture. Um, and that's something that you can't separate. You can't separate knowing somebody and knowing their experience and even loving them and bearing their burden. You can't separate that from knowing God and knowing who he is. And But you need to know specifics. And as you learn more and more to wisely connect the two, and then you also learn more and more to bring God's truth to bear onto the details of someone else's life. You really make his truth tangible, not just for the the sort of broad not sort of not for the broad concept of, of what they're experiencing, but very much for the specifics. Because we live our life in the details. We don't live in big broad brush strokes or loosely connected events. We we live in the details from the moment to the moment. And when somebody is under incredible distress or experiencing a lot of pain, that pain is lived from moment to moment. And then in the way you bring scripture into somebody else's life or the way we find the comfort of scripture for our own life is not broad it's not loose loose brush strokes it's details it's finding scripture to take us and to be with us in the moment and to the next moment and this is something that does come with incredible wisdom and it's something that none of us will ever stop growing in the the wisdom is something we'll never stop growing in we'll continue to learn more and more about what this means and what this looks like Um, as we wrap up today, I'm going to share with you a book called Saints, Sinners and Sufferers, written by Mike Emlett. And he has, shares the concept and he shares this in some of his other work as well, that we are all saints, we are all sinners and we are all sufferers. And as we get to know other people, we have to learn to see them as saints, sinners and sufferers. And when you are able to see that more clearly, then you have more wisdom in knowing how to bring scripture into their lives. Um, So that, because sometimes all you can see in someone's life is, or all that person can see is one part of that. So maybe they only see themselves as somebody who suffers and then they are unable to see themselves as someone who is God is restoring, someone who is a saint. Um, so then, or they may be somebody who, as we spoke about at the beginning of the episode, someone who uses their suffering as an excuse for sin. And 
that's one example, but that's also the saints and the sinners as well. It's three different parts and he really highlights how you can use different parts of people's lives in these ways that God is working in their lives differently as a way to enter in with scripture, as a way to encourage them, admonish them when necessary, especially if there is a prevalent sin, but also to really grow in recognizing how to see all three of them at play and to not get frustrated by somebody's sin or burdened by someone else's suffering but to hold it all in balance he's it's very well written and he has examples in there as he moves through each of the different sections there's examples of somebody who was a you know a saint or and how scripture was used to enter into their lives and also someone who's a sinner and a sufferer um, but very great book and definitely worth taking the time to read um, to help you to grow in wisdom in learning how to enter into someone's life and encourage them and to connect scripture to their lives like we've been talking about this whole time. In these first three episodes, I have tried to find a way to talk about things quite generally instead of going into specifics straight away so that we have a broad understanding of what biblical counselling is, but not just biblical counselling in a counselling session, but the the concept and understanding of what the Bible teaches us about biblical counselling. And it has been very broad and it has been um, missing a lot of detail. And I hope that through this it has been something that can give you a little bit more of an understanding, a little bit more insight into how you can minister well and serve, be a hand and a foot to others in the body of Christ that are around you. And I hope that as we continue with this podcast, we can go into many more topics, much more specifically 